Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the first 12 verses we read reminds us of what happened in Egypt. Reminds us of God's experience with his people. Today we had an awareness in terms of secure security. We had an issue when we began to talk to ourselves on the issue that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to be aware. We need to be educated on certain issues. But you know, I need to remind you that you need to take heed. Because if you read verses 1 to 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that was read to our hearing, you would agree with me that the Bible said that the Israelites also had an awareness like this. The Bible calls our attention to the fact that the Israelites went through the same thing we went through. If you read that 1 Corinthians chapter 10, you will see in verse 1 where the Bible began to say, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. Not one. Everyone went through the cloud. The cloud depicts the glory of God. The cloud depicts the presence of God. The cloud depicts God's dealings with his people. The cloud depicts God coming down to fellowship with man. And the Bible was quick to remind us that even all our fathers, the Bible didn't leave anyone out of the mix. The Bible says all our fathers, they were all under the cloud. They went through the experiences. They passed through the cloud. They passed through the sea. Of course, the cloud reminds us of God's glory going with them through the cloud by day. And of course, depicting that God was with them, they shared their experiences with God. Not only that, they also went through the sea. They went through times of trials. They went through times of temptation. They went through times of hardship. They went through times of suffering. They went through times when they felt they, they have come to the end of their life. The Bible was quick to remind us that all of them, not leaving out anyone, all of them went through the cloud and the sea. They went through the good and the bad. They went through the high and the low. The Bible said they saw God in his glory. They saw the problems. They saw God depicting him, showing himself as the king of kings, as the one who is who owns the world, who has sovereignty over the world. However, in verse 5, a distortion came up. In verse 5, the Bible was quick to say, but with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Anytime I read the scripture and I see the word both, but, my heart begins to shake. Whenever you hear a man talk about a fellow man and say, oh, a very nice man. In short, when you think about him, he's so good. He's so wonderful. But, whenever but is introduced into the life of a man, check it. They were only trying to give a safe landing for the man. They were only trying to say, let us not say the man is completely bad. Let us talk about some, some few things to let people know that we have been objective about this man's life. He has this, he has this, he has this, he has this. But, have you seen a man who has gone to seek for an employment? And they will say, ah, if you want to employ this man, he's a nice guy. Very wonderful. Dutiful. He comes to work very early. Ah, when you are looking for somebody to work, who you want to just say you give this job and you go and sleep, that he will deliver. He will deliver. Are you talking about somebody who will come early? 
this guy will come early. Ah, if you are talking about somebody who, whenever you put him to work with the team, he works with the team. But you can't trust him with money. You know that is an issue. The moment you introduce bots to the life of a man is an issue. You put somebody in the care of a lady in the care of a man, he say, Please let my daughter stay with you. He said, Ah, no problem. You want your daughter to stay with, with them, with him. Okay. Ah, very nice guy. Ah, he will send your daughter to the best of schools. Ah, your daughter will go to a very good school. Ah, as a matter of fact, he has special time that he even attends to these children. He will take them to special lessons, give them the best of education. Ah, as a matter of fact, food will not be a problem. In short, you will see your daughter, you'll be happy when you see your daughter come, come out because she'll wear very nice clothes. But I can't guarantee you that your daughter will not come back home pregnant. You know, that is an issue. The moment the scripture begins to talk about the life of a man and ends and says, but, there's an issue. Can I ask us this morning, do we have buts in our life? When you look at it, it says, oh, ah, Ike, wonderful preacher, excellent preacher. He can preach very well. In short, when he can, he can jump up and down, preach. But, do we have a but in your life? Can you say, I can sing, I can sing like Florence Nightingale. I can sing and all the glasses will begin to break. By the time I start singing, people begin to fall under anointing. But, is there a but in your life? In 2 Kings chapter 5, the Bible spoke about a very wonderful man. The Bible says that he was the king of the army of Syria. The scripture said through him, God gave the army of Syria great victory. The scripture made us to know that he was a wonderful man, great in battle. Whenever he goes out for war, he comes back victorious. Whenever he goes to fight battle, he comes back as a warrior who conquered in the battle. But the Bible said, but he was a leper. What is the but in your life? Do you remember how the Bible talked about Judas? The Bible said that, haven't I chosen 12 of you, but one of you, a thief? Haven't you remember the life of Jabez? The Bible said that he was more honorable than his brothers, but his mother gave back to him in tears, in pain. People of God, what are the buts in your life? Are you looking at the issues of your life and you are asking, ah, I come to church very well. People know me to be a very good giver. But I know there is this issue that I struggle with every day in my life. It was because of these bots that the Israelites, the Bible said their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. If, God, if time permits us, can we look at three out of the bots in the life of the Israelites? And you look at your life and see if these bots are in your life. In verse 6, can we look together? The first bot the Bible called the attention to. The Bible said, now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things like they lusted. They lusted after evil things. In verse 7, the Bible now called our attention to a landing on the first issue. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Each time I read this scripture, I wonder, how can somebody sit down to eat and drink? The next thing is to start playing. We don't eat to start playing. It is only children who eat. After they finish eating, eating, drinking, drinking, they start playing. I wonder how somebody would just, elders, elderly people, 40-something, 50-something, 60-something, 70-something, they will sit down. After eating, they stand up and start playing. Of course, after God had finished dealing with a man, the next thing is to play as though nothing happened. People of God, do you know that each time I consider that portion of the scriptures, I begin to wonder, is it that these people were not told, they were not taught, they held hazard 
of eating. The minute you finish eating, you stand up, you start jumping up and down. This is, this is, this is a misnomer. This is unheard of. But as I was wondering, and as I was thinking, the Lord began to deal with me. That do you know that for some people, everything for them is food. Once you give them food, you can turn their life to any other thing. Once you give them food, they can't reason again. Once they see food, they can do what you cannot imagine a normal human being to do. For them, everything is food. Once food is gotten, play is the next thing. Anything goes once food is involved. In Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 to 30, 34, the Bible told us about the life of Esau. And when I began to look at the life of Esau, I saw a man who saw food. The moment he saw food, his brother said, the only way you can, I can give you food is if you sell your birthright. Audiovisual, please, can you give us Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 to 34. The Bible said, he began to tell, he said, give me food. He said, when Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came, to, came in from the field and he was weary, in verse 30, and Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name, be, his name was called Edom. And in verse 31, and Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I am about to die. So what is the birthright to me? In verse 33, then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob because of food. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, rose and went his way. He ate, drank, rose and went his way. And thus Esau despised his birthright. How many of us, on the account of food, on the account of what, what one small boy will give you, you have despised your birthright? How many of you, on the account of promotion, you have done what you should not do? And you have despised your birthright. The birthright we have in Christ is a wonderful one. The birthright we have in Christ is a glorious one. The birth of food must never be so enticing to the extent that we will lose sight of where God is taking us. In verse 6 of that particular scripture we read when we started, the Bible said that was how they were enticed. As they were enticed, they lusted after these things and they missed it. My brother, in Genesis chapter 27, the scripture said from verse 1, when it was time for the father to bless, when it was time for the father to give blessing to the one whom he wants to give the blessing to, of course, to Esau. But of course, Esau had already sold his birthright. And I've always said, anybody who sells his birthright will lose the blessing. You cannot lose your birthright and still be holding on to the blessing. When it was time, the Bible said, somehow, 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 the mother worked it out. And Jacob took the blessing of Esau. Of course, it is the one who has the birthright that we collect the blessing. And when it was time for Esau to come before the father, the Bible says he was crying, he was weeping, he was asking the Lord, please give me. He said, no, it is over. People of God, is that birth in your life? Is he affecting you so much so that you are crying and begging the Lord, God, please, can you give me? Can you give me second chance? Can you, can you just release it to me? And God is saying, no, it is over. The second thing I saw that was a bot in this post-life is the issue of sexual immorality in verse 8. Time will not permit me to talk about that because if I enter into that, then we may not close today. In verse 9, the Bible talked about instruments of temptation. Instruments of temptation. 
In Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 to 9, I saw that when the Israelites were giving manna to eat, the Bible said the Lord was feeding them with manna. And you know what this people said? The Bible said they cried out against God and against Moses. And the Bible said they said there is no food, no water. How come there is no food and no water? And you give us this worthless bread. What did they call worthless bread? Manna. I heard that manna is falling in Uganda right now. How many of you have heard that? That manna is falling in Uganda. You have not had. God bless you that have had. The rest of you that have not had. God bless you too in Jesus' name. Manna is falling in Uganda. I heard even some people are planning to travel to Uganda to go and eat the bread. Because people said that the bread in Uganda, that that bread that is falling, that is so sweet, so sweet. That was what our fathers here were complaining about. And because they complained, they so complained, they so tempted Moses, that even Moses missed it. In John chapter 21 and verse 1 to 7, I saw the life of Peter, how Peter also tempted six other disciples and they almost backslid. Six other disciples, brother Peter, tempted them. He tempted Nathaniel, he tempted Thomas, he, tempt, he tempted John and James, the sons of Zebedee, and he tempted two others. The Bible says he tempted them immediately Jesus Christ left. And he told them, I am going a fishing. I am going a fishing. And remember in John chapter 21, how God began to deal with them. He said they toiled all through the night. They caught nothing. They toiled throughout the night. They caught no fish. And the next day, the Bible says in the morning, Jesus stood by the side and told them. He said, children. That was how the Bible called them. He said, children. In short, another translation calls them friends. But I love the way NIV put it. NIV said, children, have you caught nothing? Is it that you have caught nothing all through your, all, all through your toys? He said, no, sir. It's all right. Cast it onto the right side. I'd like to ask you, is it that they have been casting only to the left side? Is it that they have not attempted to the right side? And just one, one time that they threw it and they tried it towards the right side. The Bible said they caught so much. The moment he, that happened, the Bible said, John, John said, it is the Lord. Oh my God, I am praying that you will have an experience in your life. That every bot in your life that you have not taken heed of. Something will happen in your life that you will know, it is the Lord. The Bible says, John was quick to say, no, no other person can do this kind of thing. It must be the Lord. The scripture said, the moment Peter had that it was the Lord. He didn't look a second time. He plunged into the river and began to swim to the bank. How many of us, after God would have dealt with us, you don't need to listen to the philosophies of men. You don't need to listen to the traditions of men. I am convinced that God has dealt with me. I am going to plunge into the river of success. I am going to plunge into the river of sanctification. How many of you will begin to rationalize it? Peter would have started asking questions. Are you sure? It is the Lord. But he said, no. The kind of fish we caught, it must be only the Lord that can do this. The Bible says he swam and he went to meet the Lord. And when they got there, I'd like to close here. When they got there, the master told them something that was very, very sublime. Jesus told them, he said, Peter, do you love me more than this? I'd like to ask you, so that to be sure that we're on the same page. What was Jesus asking? Was he pointing to the other disciples? That do you love me more than these other six disciples? Was that the question? Was that the question? No, sir. No, ma. He was asking him, 
do you love me more than fish? Ah, Peter, how long have I stayed with you? Peter, I have not even gone back to my father. Peter, didn't you see how they flogged me? Peter, didn't, see, didn't you see the nail that pierced my hands? Peter, did they not tell you how I cried? Did they not tell you how the sweat from my head was pouring down and it was as thick as blood? Did they not tell you almost about six hours I hung on the cross, suspended by the nails? Peter, did they not tell you that I didn't die because I was a sinner? Peter, did they not tell you that I didn't die for something I was convicted of? Peter, did they not tell you that the reason why I went to the cross was because of you? Peter, have you forgotten so soon? I have not even, have not even ascended to the heavens. I have not even gone to my father. Peter, so soon you have, for, you have forgotten. He said, Peter, do you love me more than fishes? So Peter, if because of fish, you will forget about me. Peter, do you love me? Jesus said, Peter said, yes. Yes, Lord, I love you. He said, if truly you love me, then feed my lamp. Then he asked him again, Peter, do you love me? Uh-uh. Peter said, this one has become tautology. God, Jesus, you know, I love you. He said, then if you love me, tend my sheep. Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? Uh-uh. The Bible said at this point, Peter became angry. And he said, Lord, you know all things. If the first one did not get to you, the second one did not get to you. Master, you know all this, all things. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. People of God, you need to take heed. If anybody should never have gone back, Peter should never have gone back. Peter saw all the things they did to Jesus, even at the temple, to the extent that a little girl tried to make him try to remind him that he is one of them. He said, God forbid. God punish my father, my mother, my generation if I'm a part of this man. And Jesus reminded him, did you forget all those things? So because I have gone, fish has become more important to you. Oh yeah, go and bring the fishes. They couldn't drag the nets. But when they got to the place of eating, they discovered that Jesus had already provided fish. Peter, if it is fish you want, I have already provided it. Let's take it. Some of us are in church. If rapture takes place in church during a Sunday service, how many of us will go? Let's take it. Do you know even after this security awareness that has been made, how many of us truly we put into practice? Always learning, but never coming to the point of the knowledge of the truth. Samson tried. He failed. People labored. They failed because of the bots in their life. Saul did everything to ensure he would succeed. But he did not take heed to the issue of the people and to the issue of plunder. He said, I kept it so that I can sacrifice to you. And the Lord said, no. It is not a matter of sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Even Moses. Moses struggled. Thank God for God. Who intervened at the final point? When the Bible said the, 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 that Lucifer came and fought for his body. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord said, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. Moses fought for the people, but he did not take heed. Because when he fell, God told him, go and bring, Moses, go and bring Joshua. Upon this mountain, you will walk no more. He will take over from you. He thought Joshua 
we fight for him like as we're fighting for the others. But when Joshua came, Joshua said, God, go ahead and anoint me. He didn't fight for Moses. Take heed. The people you are fighting for, making you to cut corners and destroy the purpose of God over your life, may be a point where you may miss it. Eli did not warn his children. His children were misbehaving and he was not, he didn't take heed and he missed it. King David, he did his own. He also missed it. He also missed it. You know why? He looked at a woman. He could not remove his eyes. But thank God, when he got to a time, he begged the Lord to forgive him. And he sang that song, Cast Me Not Away. Not. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.